Welcome to Appalachian Running Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Bowen, and I'm the see, cross-country and track coach here at Marshall University, but also a local ultra runner, uh, marathon runner, just somebody who loves getting out in the woods. And I'm here today on my very first podcast with a good friend, Daniel Green. If you guys don't know Daniel Green, he's done had an incredible year this past year. He has uh, won the uh, Nashville Running Company's Dark Sky 15 miler. He's won the Run Wild 20 miler, and just recently debuted in his first 100 miler, running sub 16 at the Rim River 100. So, Dan, uh, welcome to the welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on your inaugural talk. Yeah, definitely. Well, I definitely wanted to bring you in because you're about to go to the Black Canyon 100K. And I want to be the guy that talked to you before you get discovered. So, you know, I want to be that, uh, that, uh, you know, that podcast that shows people what you truly are. Uh, so let, let's get started. I mean, tell me about the story about how you became an ultra runner. You know, were you a runner in high school? Where'd you go to college and stuff like that? I wouldn't say I'm an ultra runner quite yet. Like you are. I haven't, I haven't been doing it that long. I think I have to do a little bit longer before I can say truly that I am that but I, I do run that. I like to run I like to run for a long period of time that is true but I guess how I got into that was this area has a pretty high number of people that are ultra runners even though we're in Huntington here which you don't know where Huntington is it's not it wouldn't strike you as a place where there'd be a lot of ultra runners but yeah, just the people I work with. I work at the local running shop, Rob, Robert's Running Shop. My owners and friend is a really good runner. He's been a mentor in ultra running, just things that are possible. You as a coach, you've been doing, because you were my coach for five years, and you were running ultras, and that was cool and something I always wanted to do. And I ran in high school, and my, like, kind of my mentor, my running mentor got me into it to really love it and treated as not just a sport, but more like something you do for your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was into not ultras, but just running in general. So that got me hyped up at an early age. But I guess that's the people I've been lucky to be around, I guess, have gotten me into it. Yeah, that's awesome. For sure. And I I don't know if I agree with you. You're definitely an ultra runner now. I mean, you kind of skipped the whole marathoning thing and went straight into it. I refuse to ever run a marathon on the road. Yeah. I will never do it. They're fun. They have their place, but I, I definitely agree that uh, the the trails are. I don't even run trails that often. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. But it's just funny. So tell me about your decision going from you know college running, you know, which is eight k, ten k cross country running to fifty miles. You know, your very first one. Uh well, I guess I don't know if that was my very first one. The, that conquer the wall, not conquer the wall, but it was the darn new COVID 24 hour race, which I didn't make it all 24 hours because I couldn't walk. <laughs> I made 17 hours, but that was my first, I guess, first one. But That's going true. from college to there, it's something I always wanted to do. Like going back to my men, like mentor, Lance, shout out Lance Pledger, rest in peace. He uh, gave me a bunch of old books on like old running figures. And one that really stuck out to me was like Ted, you ever, Ted Corbett? Do you ever mm-hmm. heard Ted yeah, Corbett? Yeah ultra running legend yeah super cool new york guy don't like new york but i like ted corbett <laughs> he the 24-hour thing was huge back in the day and so i always wanted to do a 24-hour race 
on the track, but this wasn't on track, the one I did, but still, I think it's kind of cool. So that was always in my mind. And then getting to run in, in school and then in college, I guess, with people that seeing people that are were running ultras, not 24 hours races necessarily, but so I guess that's how that started. Awesome. Yeah. And then the 50 miler just was one to do. That was a trail race. Yeah. Well, you know, people may not know, but you also paced me for my first hundred mile race last I year, did. the week before that 24 hour run that you did. And would you say that kind of helped prepare you for that? Or was that just something you want to do for fun that you're trying to help a buddy out? Well, you know, I thought it was, I hadn't really run anything. I hadn't been on, I hadn't had enough time on my feet. Yeah. I don't think to jump into that 24 hour race, but watching you run hundred miles, I was like, Oh, bone can do it. I was like, I, I can run a hundred. I can at least run a hundred miles on a flat two mile asphalt, loop. two mile loop with sharp turns. And I was wrong. I was a hundred percent wrong. It's, it's completely different. It was horrible. Well, it wasn't horrible. It was awesome. But yeah. the last two loops that I made were, took me 48 minutes to go two miles. Yeah. So it was pretty bad. <laughs> It was more yeah. like a crawl. Yeah. Well, and that really screwed up your feet from what I remember. It um, did. Just I, running on the asphalt. Yeah, my legs were the same size from my calf with the hoid to my end of my foot. It looked like a just like a bent hot dog. That's that's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> that definitely makes people want to do it, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but so you go from there, you go from your 24 hour run, that's in the middle of COVID, and your things still aren't really opening up yeah, at that point. And then as we go into the spring, things do open up. And why did you decide on the Nashville Running Company's Dark Sky 50? It was close. It was 50 miles. And it wasn't super hilly. It was, for 50 miles, it was similar elevation to half of Rim to River course. Mm -hmm. So that was enticing. Plus, it was really close to a fellow teammate, fellow common friend of you and I, Will, Will oh, Schaefer's yeah. house. So I could stay with him. And then he crewed me for that race. Mm -hmm. And so I could stay with him and then he took me to the start line and uh, was there for me and paced me then, which was crucial because we'll probably talk about that, but that was my first like encounter of hitting, I guess, <laughs> yeah. the wall or getting really messed up <laughs> on not eating and yeah. drinking enough stuff. So I learned that pretty quickly because at the 24 hour thing, it, it was a two mile loop. So you could eat and drink stuff the whole time where the, Trail race is not like that. It's spread out. Spread out. Aid station to aid station. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, go into that. Like, you know, what was your plan going into it nutrition wise? Were you just kind of wing it and see how your body felt and then kind of make your adjustments from there? Or did you have things planned and maybe didn't go the way you thought it would? I didn't really have anything planned. In fact, I showed up the night before and didn't have anything planned. Will's girlfriend, Sam, Sam was like, <laughs> yeah. She's got a really thick accent. She's like, Dan, you got, you got nothing planned? And I was like, no, I have nothing planned. I just intended on, I don't know what I thought I was going to do. I didn't have a bladder. I didn't have, I just had bottles, which is fine. But I didn't drink. I drank, I think I had, to 30 miles, I had consumed a goo <laughs> and two bottles of Tailwind, or a bottle of Tailwind and a bottle of water. And it was like, <clears throat> I think it was in summertime. Yeah, so it, was it was May. Yeah. It was May. So it was like May hot. in Nashville. And I got to 30 miles and I was like, couldn't really. That's when I met Will too. So he was like really gung ho to pace me. And I was like, Will, I can't like, I can't really see well. 
or like <laughs> run good. I was like, you got to slow down, dude. We got to make it back to the aid station. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me about that. He was super that. hyped to run. I was like, well, you got to slow down. Like, we got to walk a little bit here because I can't, if I run, I'm going to fall over. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Will is a good runner himself, like in super his own good. right. And you know, he's done some marathons now, but he saw a different side of you he's never seen before. Uh, you know, and yeah. I think you guys may have gotten lost at a certain point. Yeah, we're we taking a wrong turn. We went two miles extra. Yeah, he got to see the kind of the frustrations from that. That <laughs> happens almost in every ultra, like no matter what happens. Like somebody's going to take a wrong turn, yeah. and you just don't want it to be you. But hey, you you got through it. You won by a lot. I mean, I don't even know what the second place time. Was, I, don't know, I think it was close to like a half hour. Yeah, so and that's with weren't the two pushed. Miles, I guess, but yeah, weren't pushed at all um i thought they were closer than they were but that's i think how that goes yeah especially when you take that wrong turn you think they're yeah. like right on you're about to pass you but yeah so you you learn from that um and then your next race what was it was it canal trace 50k or did you run one during the summer i think it was canal trace probably yeah okay so canal trace doesn't really count um, for those that don't know, I had a race before Canal Trace. He had a race before Canal Trace, <laughs> the day, the night before, and it may have been a bigger mile, which did pretty well in, uh, heard. It was great. But, uh, so Canal Trace is more like a fun race than your, your first 50K. It's, uh, it's a tough race. And like, even if you're not in that state, um, uh, it's always hot, it's always humid. And although it's not crazy elevation gain and loss, it's up and down and pretty technical trails at certain points. And this year we had a huge ice storm that came through and wrecked the trails and they, they weren't hundred percent like ready to have a race on, but they made do. So it, it is a rough day for a lot. Of it people. was rough when you're feeling rough and you have bone ahead of you hammering at every chance you have. Yeah. You were going, at any, at any moment you could go like six flat, you were going like six flat. I was trying hard. And, and, you know, I'm not going to lie, like, I was very excited about that race because it was the first matchup between Green and Bowen. You know, we've been kind of egging it on for a while. (laughs) And, you know, people who may see us on Facebook might think we're not friends at all. I would say, I definitely talk the most smack. We try to. That's what makes it fun. And people who don't know us would be like, oh, shoot, like, this is real. No, it's not. But, well, it is, but it's all in fun. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I was ready. And... I had run a lot on that course in the weeks prior, like getting ready for it. So like I knew mostly knew most of the course and was ready to like knew which parts to roll on, which parts that I was like your fifth time running it. Uh, fifth no, time. I've only run it three. Well, that was my fourth. I think that was my third time winning the fifty k, but I ran, I ran the twenty five year four, yeah, and won that. So definitely a it's a, it's a hometown uh, race. I love it so much, but. Yeah, so we, we won't really talk about that one as much, but the next one was the Run Wild 20. And that's that was uh, sponsored, run by a good friend of ours, Ryan Ramsby, and his uh, group. It's at Barbersville Park, which is a place where we both stomping run a grounds. lot. What's that? Stomping Grounds. Yeah, it's the Stomping Grounds. And I'm not going to lie, I remember you were talking that you might do like a 20-mile run beforehand. Yeah. And I was like, well, he's probably not going to take it seriously. And then that that morning, I saw you didn't run that. And I was like, all right, he's going for it. Like, <laughs> game on. And, you know, me being you know competitive, I was, like, thinking about you. I was thinking about uh, Alex like Miner. Obviously, you know, he had had a great summer of training and had some good races as well. 
And then guys like Dustin Miller, who uh, runs in Louisville, you know, it was it was a pretty stacked race for a little twenty miler at first and not first run first time. Yeah, so you know, tell me about that race. Yeah, that was definitely a fun race. I had thrown around the idea of running twenty beforehand and then running twenty of it during the race for in preparation for in the river because I was still kind of like. I thought that I was behind schedule training for Rimba River, so I was like, I need to get a big day in. And I was like, that'd be easy because 20 miles unsupported, 20 miles supported. Yeah. I could just stagger through the last 20 miles. I had people to run with the whole time. So I was like, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, I ended up not doing that because pretty sure I came to work the day before and I was like, which we had to go to work after, but I came to work <laughs> the day before and I was like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to do this. And Again, Rob was like, don't do that. He's like, that's stupid. He's like, you should just run the, just run it. Yeah. Just run the thing. So I was like, yeah, you're probably right. I'll just run it. So that's what I did. Me and Alex ran it. And you. Yeah, yeah. That's so, a good. I mean, we were all together through the first 12 miles, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we had a couple other guys who were with us at the time, too, until we made kind of like a somewhat bigger move going up the road hill. And then I think I made a move to push right off of that hill and i think that's where we broke off at, from alex at that time i think after that big hill because we got back onto that the road above the uh shelter there yeah and that we put down like some 610 605 like low sixes yeah in the and middle of the race i was hope like so i kind of thought that he would hang on i was hoping to break you at that one mm -hmm. but Somehow you ran like 420 pace, or no, I ran about 430 pace down the hill, and you were you caught me and passed me. So that's when I knew I, I was in trouble because I was like, my legs can't go any faster. I knew you would get me on every climb, so I had to get you on every downhill yeah. or flat. Plus, I knew we were coming up to another big climb, and I was like, I have to have, which you caught me on. I had like probably a 100 meter lead on you, maybe, or probably less than that, probably realistically. But I had been 100 or like probably 50 or 60 meters up a hill climb that you would you then caught me on yeah so i was like <laughs> which is pretty sad on my part but but it's what it is that's what kept happening like i would catch you but i wouldn't be able to really shake you and then like you would take off on a downhill and open it back up again and like it's just very frustrating i'm like tag on like i really i <laughs> these trails are a little too technical to really go for me like i just very, very good. and it, it wasn't until that one part where uh, was a deer trail or whatever Probably. you took off and I was, that's the point where i'm like oh i'm not gonna win this one and <laughs> i was, was just, early Caleb. it was a little early but i remember stubbing my toe and i was like no nope, um I'm, I'm done <laughs> and then uh, i was just trying to hang on because i thought alex was gonna pass me the whole time after that no that's when he settled in alex said he's like yeah i, I lost sight of you guys so i pulled out my pnm and m's and so yeah <laughs> i was like that's pretty good yeah I just remember feeling really tired at the end of that race, though. I'm like, this is a stinking little 20 mile. That yeah, extra feeling, point two, that yeah. extra point two or three, it was like sucky because you hit 20, you hit 20 miles, and then you had to end off a river trail, which is a trail by the river, obviously. Obviously, pop yeah. up onto this main part, and yeah, that last point three was the worst of the whole thing. Yeah. So I mean, you, you talked about it a little bit. So uh, Run Wild 20 was more of a prep race for Rim the River. Yeah, what else did you do to prep for Rim to River? And before you even get into that, what sparked your interest in Rim to River? You know, why did you want to do a hundred miler? It's close. 
Fayetteville, you ran it. I got to see you and Holly Ann and everyone and be part of your crew and get there the day before and drive around and do that with you and pace help run. Why well, I, I wouldn't say in the hundred when you're running like we are necessarily, it's not like a pace, it's just like a companionship push. So I guess it's pacing, but it's not like yeah. All right, we're hitting the splits, but yeah, pacing you, running with you for 26 miles or whatever it was, 27 miles. And so I saw that and I saw how great that was. And it just was, I had to do it. I had to do it myself next yeah. year. So yeah. yeah. So you signed up January 1st. I did. I stayed up and I signed up, got yeah. in. Got in. You know, it sold out in like 24 hours or 36 hours, something uh -huh. like that. And then from then on, you like create this training cycle and you, you obviously schedule your 50 miler and then your whole summer. And then mm -hmm. the gearing up to the last like 12 weeks, that's when you threw in like the run wild 20, you know, so talk about that training for like the last 10 to 12 weeks and what that was like. Yeah. I don't have anything written down. I definitely don't have any solid. I don't think that I have a plan, but I think I, I do have this plan. It looks like I have a plan if you look at my Strava, but in, real, in reality, I just wake up every day and run whatever I want to. Mm -hmm. My real main plan was to run as much as I could, as much as I could all the time, and just get time on the legs. Time on the legs is like one thing that is like a phrase that commonly, it like always recurs in like my running. Cause when you start training for these ultras and stuff coming from like a college background, you're running slower all the time. So it's kind of like, you're like, Oh, this is garbage. Like, I just ran like 720 pace like for this <laughs> yeah. run. Like I feel like a slob, but then you realize you're running 30 more miles a week than you ran ever in college. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's just kind of how that goes. You can't run 630 pace every day. So time on the legs is like crucial. So I just wanted to run as much as possible. So I doubled like four or five days a week. It ran like between probably, probably on average, like 80 to 90 miles a week maybe a little less, maybe like 75 to 90, sometimes a hundred, more than like more than a handful of times, a hundred or 120. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. So that was good. Just a lot of time on the legs, not, not even necessarily a lot of long runs. And then some workouts, I would throw in some workouts every now and then either just, I'd be feel like running fast. So I'd run three or four miles fast. And then sometimes I do maybe some fart legs. So I'd work out with Alex because Alex was, really deep into training and mm -hmm. stuff. So I'd work out with him. He was training for uh, Charleston distance run. Yeah. And he was doing, he would do these long runs where he'd run through two miles, warm up, 10 miles at six minute pace and mm -hmm. two miles cool down. He was doing that like every long run yeah. for a bit there, which I didn't do all of them with him. Cause it kind of sucks to do that all the time, <laughs> but I did a couple of them with him Yeah, on Sundays, but yeah, just running as much as possible. I ran, like almost a thousand miles more than I ran last year or Jeez. in 2020. Yeah. Then I ran in 2021. It's like a thousand more miles for the whole year. Awesome. So that was the nice. run more. Run well, how, how many miles did you get at the end? 4,444. There we go. Exact nice. numbers. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like that a lot. And I think, you know, some people might think that's disorganized, you know, instead of sticking to a strict schedule. You know, I have to run 80 miles this week or 84 or 86, yeah. you know, but I think where you're at in your stage of life and, and you know, me as well, it's best to have these loose kind of like goals going into each yeah. week because you never know what's going to happen. You know, you may work a lot more than you, you usually mm -hmm. do. You might have things going on and 
you know, we're not getting paid to do this. You know, we're running for fun for the enjoyment of it. Yeah. So I think, you know, keeping everything loose, kind of being loosey goosey with it makes it a lot more fun. You know, you don't yeah. feel like you have to run, you, you get to run. And, yeah. and when you're at the point where you feel like you have to run, I think that's a scary thing that you probably should reassess everything. I have to like, I get like, it comes and goes, but I'll go for like three or four months, like two or three months where I'm just like cracked out on it. And I want to run like three or four times a day, mm-hmm. like tw- uh, definitely twice a day. It's, like it's tough. Like right now I'm tapering for Black Canyon. So it's like, which I didn't really taper <laughs> that much for, but I mean, I did. It's all I can, it takes a lot of restraint to not just run twice in a day or to run like more than five miles. I've only ran five miles a day for the last three days. And it's kind of like sucks. Yeah, you're getting a little itchy. Like, yeah, I'm like, this kind of sucks. I'm like, my body hurts more than it should for five miles a day, but I think it's just yeah, it's healing because it's, <laughs> it's been hammering for a while, but yeah, it's fun. I think that's the toughest part, you know, having and having the confidence to know that none of your fitness is going away no. just by not racing, no, no. running as much. You know, that's something that the college kids don't understand a lot of times is like, when you taper, you, your body is like freaking out, like, hey, you should be doing the stimulus that you've been doing for so long. Yeah. But you're, and they think they're losing something. You're losing fitness, just losing their mileage. edge. It, it, yeah. You know, it's something you just got to take a step back and say, hey, I need to you know, recover. I need to get ready for this race. And it's easier for us because our races are very long. You know, when you're running for a 5K, everything happens so fast. Yeah. But you know, when you're training for a 100 miler, like, your body can tell you, like, hey, you need to take some time. Well, you're not going to – you don't lose all your – because what we're doing mostly is endurance stuff, which this Black Canyon race is going to be more more speed for the most of it than – I mean, it's going to be a lot of endurance, too, 60 miles or whatever, but it's a lot of speed, too. But where you're just running for – like Rim to River, for example, it sounds worse than it is if you train for it appropriately. If you run enough – you're only running nine minute pace on average the whole time. Yeah. Like you, you think of it like <laughs> yeah. that. It's like, if you just run enough prior, it's not as bad as it's not that it's really not that bad. No. Like it's not, I, I felt, I still think, well, I know I'm lucky that I did that 24 hour thing for the first thing I ever did, because that's the worst I've ever felt running. Mm-hmm. I literally went until I couldn't move or step or use my feet. And I just know what that feels like. And I wasn't anywhere near close to that for the, the hundred miler or any race. So yeah, if you train appropriately, it's not that bad because you're running so much slower than you normally run. Yeah. I, I definitely agree that experience of pushing yourself to the limit makes everything else seem so much easier. And, you know, my progression to the hundred mile distance was, you know, marathon 40 mile went back to 50 K and then went to hundred mile. So most people go marathon 50 K hundred K you know, hundred, but I think it's better to just hop in the hundred and make it once you get to the hundred mile distance, yeah. nothing can feel as worse as that, except for maybe a 24 hour. You, you know? Yeah. I mean, train enough, you can run fast. So yeah. And that's why I'm excited to do some more like short, like what I call shorter races being 40 milers and 50 milers because yeah, it's not going to hurt any worse than the hundred miler. I mean, not that the hundred yeah. mile really felt that bad, but like, it's a short, it's a short little day. It's short. You know? I mean, it's going to be faster. Yeah. But like, it's shorter. Yeah. It's only half the time. All right. Well, that's a good transition into Rim to River. 
So you know, you trained really well. I thought you hit everything that you wanted to hit in training going towards it. So give me like the rundown for the week leading into it. You know, the week you got, you got everything set up. Like you got your Airbnb, you got Sydney, you got your Pacers, you yes. got your family coming in, you got yeah. Will coming in. Yeah, getting that lined up was good. So my brother was able to get off work. He was working at Flagstaff at the time as a nurse, and he was able to. He worked like a bunch of days in a row and then he had off a day and he flew in. So that was great. And he came down later with my dad, but I drove up to Fayetteville early uh, and then met my family up there. My mother and my, uh, yeah, I think she was the first one there. And then my dad and Fred got there and then Sydney came down a little bit later too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so lining that up was good because I didn't have any – well, I had Will Schaefer again. He's a reoccurring guy. He's my <laughs> he's my good luck charm, Will Schaefer is. He is, yeah. Little guy. But he was going to be my pacer, and he had a marathon the weekend before, which he ran it, and as soon as he ran it, he texted me. As soon as he ran it, he texted me. He was like, I can't walk <laughs> or run, but I'm going to see how I feel in a couple days, and I'll let you know. And I was like, okay, whatever. Because he was my pacer for the most of the race. And then I had Sydney, my girlfriend, pacing me from Concho, which is seven miles left, 7.3 mm -hmm. or two or whatever yeah. miles to the finish, which is arguably the worst part of the course. It's the most technical. Yeah. It's There's benches. There's places to sit down. It's um, dark. It's dark, yeah. Which the dark's not too bad if you have lights. But yeah. it's dark. And so, yeah, I had that all lined up. And I keep in contact with Will. Will ends up not being able to pace me, so I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't need a pacer. I was like, I'll just run with Caleb the whole time until I get to Sydney, which worked for half of the race. It worked for a good portion it of the race. Worked for, <laughs> it worked for 50 miles, and then Caleb left me with his pacer. But I eventually caught up to him. But, yeah, it was good. We had an Airbnb right in Fayetteville and went over everything. No, none of my crew is runners, ultra runners. My mom definitely doesn't run. My dad doesn't run. Sydney was there. She runs, but she doesn't use the things that I like vests and bottles and things. Fred rides bikes. My oldest brother rides cycle. He's a cyclist. He's done a hundred mile. He's done a couple of gravel races and things like that on bike, but it's different. And so I kind of like went over like a crash course on what I needed aid stations, what yeah. I brought, how I want it displayed. I forgave. I asked for forgiveness advance <laughs> for how I was going to treat them yeah. at some at some point, which I was pretty good for the most part until they messed up my bottles. We're not but, there yet. <laughs> we'll talk was, about that. It was good. but Yeah, so you know, one of my favorite parts about the year before was everything that we did in the, in the Airbnb the night before. Kale I just so love that camaraderie. <laughs> you know, what? I said you were so unprepared. Well, you were really prepared. I was unprepared. You were sure. really prepared for some things, but really unprepared for some things, too. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I was. But <laughs> I, I, back, okay. to, back to the point, I was so, I loved, like, just being able to hang out with everybody. You know, you, Alex, and then, like, all the family members. And, you know, Brandon didn't come that night. But, like, we had a good time. And you're just talking about what everything we needed. And, yeah, I, I found out that... You know, Holly was much more prepared than I was, but <laughs> I learned from it's it. All right, yeah, yeah, and it's it's that that was like the coolest part. You know, prepping everything, getting the vest ready, or I wasn't even planning on having a vest at that time, but I'm glad I had something ready. 
heck, I'm glad I had that Kigala light because if not that, my little Petzl probably wouldn't have done, done too well. Yeah, but. that thing was uh, definitely a good choice in the light. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, I, I figure you had some similar, you know, at your Airbnb as well. Yeah. Um, and did anybody say anything to you, like last famous last words that kind of spurred you on? Like, if not, know. that's okay, but... You're like doubting something? Like no, doubting no, no, no. Just like, hey, like some advice that maybe somebody gave you. I don't know. I don't think so. I think just, <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. let her eat, man. Just, just let her eat there and, and just had a good time. Just yelled, yeah. It was good. Awesome. All right. So uh, tell me more about like the race itself. You know, we get there really early in the morning at Ace Property. You at the start line. Stark, it's 26 degrees outside. It's very cold. You know, you're, if you're like me, you're really nervous, but also like trying just to do all the things like on your checklist, like use the restroom, uh, you know, see where the start line is and, you know, make your rounds and all that. So tell me about the, about the morning and just kind of go from there. Yeah, we show up. It was definitely really early. I got up, we started what, six or yeah. 630? Yeah, six. Six, so I got, I think I got at like 4.30, drank a little bit of coffee, ate some food, and then we go to the start line, definitely use the bathroom. I used the bathroom mostly before I got there, and the bathrooms, they said, we're going to be open, weren't open, the ones <laughs> outside before yep. I got open, which is cool, it's whatever, you know, but uh, yeah, it was definitely super cold, so I was inside for a little bit, and then I just was like, screw it, I'm going to stay outside, because I just had a, a t-shirt, long sleeve, gloves, and a hat, shorts, obviously. And my best on, I had hand warmers, which was good. I had learned that little add-on, that 50-miler I did, because it was super, supposed to be really hot because it was May, but it was like mm -hmm. ice cold in the morning there. And Will Schaefer luckily had hand warmers in his car, so I was like, I'm definitely going to do that in the river. That was nice. So you can just toss them the first exactly. seven A station. Yep. But start went well. I was milling around, looking for bone and Holly Ann, because I was like, I'm going to just find them, and we're going to run for a couple miles together, obviously. <laughs> couple. <laughs> Couldn't find you guys for a while. You just, like, appeared up there at the front. I yeah. thought, it seemed like. I don't know if you got there late or not. but No, I no, we were there, actually, really early, before the crowd came. Um, you know, I, the biggest thing for me was I have to use the restroom probably, like, three times before starting a race like that. Yeah. And I was not successful at the Airbnb. So... Mm -hmm. Of course, we get there, I can kind of, and, and then afterwards, like, I can really go, but then the line was way too long. Yeah. So I ended up going up, up in the woods. So that's where I was whenever you were trying to find yeah, me. Yeah, so I found Caleb, and, yeah, gun goes <laughs> off, which I guess we went in the opposite direction than you guys went. Yeah, exactly. So that threw you guys off. It threw us off. It didn't throw me off because I didn't know any better. And so we start off beside the trail sisters because it was dual star line which mm -hmm. is kind of cool i'd never seen that before but that i like the cool. idea that's a cool idea for sure so they had to start too on their side and we start go you go straight forward hook a hard right turn turn and you start instantly climbing up a road which a pretty is, big hill actually which like, is sweet caleb's throwing bottles at everybody yeah out of, his, out of his uh caleb you brought your so you brought your water bottles, but without water in them. Yes, yeah, so I was going to just like <laughs> I had my handheld with hat, which had water, but I was like prepared to fill them up around you know the Canard Aid Station. But what I didn't realize, because okay, I'm the worst ultra runner ever, 
I'm wearing a vest I've never worn before. You know, my uncle gave it to me. Like, he forced you to wear it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he didn't like the one I was wearing, going to wear. And using bottles I've never used before. And so I'm like, all right, I won't fill them up because I won't need it at that time. You know, it's yeah. going to be super cold. I'm going to be drinking out of the handheld. It's going to be fine. Well, the first 10 steps, like both of them fall out. So I'm like about to trip people and everything. But yeah, fortunately, Dan picked them up a couple of times and I just threw them away after one of the eight stations. Yeah, it went well. Yeah. But anyway, go on. Like we're, yeah, we're, we're running. running. I probably rolled my ankles twice because I have really bad ankles. You fell like four times in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I fell eight times total throughout the whole thing. I told myself in the beginning I was only falling five times. I fell eight times. And yeah, but I fell with Caleb hard lunch. one time. Yeah, real hard. Yeah. I was worried about you. Was that in the beginning? Beginning? Yeah, that like was like four the first, miles like, in, two, three. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. It was I four concho. I fell instantly, which makes no sense because I was running with you and Holly Ann, who had like those super bright lights. Yeah. So it was like a spot. It was like a car out there, but I still fell. So that was rocky. I mean, it is. It is rocky. It's not probably popular. something to do with your stride length too. If, I mean, because you know, Holly has a short choppy one. Mine's somewhere in the middle. So you're probably trying to like hang with us, but not like. Yeah, you know, I supinate really bad. Yeah. So I, to the outside of my feet, so I hit the ground like already askew. So that doesn't help. And then we run out of Ace property, and I don't know what the first aid station is, but we blast through. That's a concho. Yeah. So we blast through that. Which is sweet because people were already like surprised we were there. It was pretty wild. Like there's a lot of people there, but like the year before, there's I mean they did the wave starts and they, you know, there's a I mean a few people there, but not mm -hmm. anything like this year where there's people with like cameras and I don't know. It was, it was a kind of cool experience. We felt like a NASCAR race, like zooming by. It was. It was quick through there. <clears throat> but, I think I peed maybe. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Because it was me and Holly and I knew I'd catch up to you though because I. Well, actually, I didn't know there was a gravel road there, but right at the end yeah. of the aid station, you turn onto a gravel road, so it's like you can make up some ground. Yeah, we, we all connected back together. It was like you, me, Dirk, and Holly Ann. Oh, I, I forgot about Dirk. Yeah, and we, we eventually had like a group of like six of us. Yeah, Dirk. Um, then we ran into that poor lady that went the wrong way. No, Whitney, the previous champion, yeah. Yeah, Whitney got lost. She knew she knew what happened. Like, remember she passed us. She was like, oh, because she said something like, Oh, are you guys? She's uh, like, how far are you guys? They were like 11 miles. She's like, oh. Oh. And then <laughs> we're like, yeah, if she's smart, she just turned around. I would not have even, like, there's no way you're finding where you went wrong. Yeah. It was still dark out, dude. Yeah. She made a wrong turn somewhere weird because, like, she was, I don't even know how she got there. I don't know. We, we tried to figure it out, but. She was just running through the woods, no trail. Yeah. Didn't make any sense. And then, yeah, we ran into the daylight time. Went down Arbuckle. Down Arbuckle. And then it was just me and you for the rest of the Yep, that's where we crossed the river, right? Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah, then it was me and Bone for the whole time, which Holly Ann was only like 10 minutes behind us, 15 minutes behind yeah, us. Yeah, she wasn't far. She wasn't far. But and then, yeah, towards the end, she was a little bit further away, which we broke away from each other a little bit here and there. I don't know if coming into Fade Station, skipping a lot, but coming into Fade Station, I don't know if, well, Going out to our first, I think our first like little separation was going out to Long Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you got me pretty hard on that one. So that um, was fun. I I try to catch back up, which I, I guess I kind of did. You did. Um, 
on the trail like because it, it's super technical going to long point but once you get back on the main trail it's not bad yeah it's That's not right. a, it's Past not a running, josh keck and all of them yeah it's not a running trail by any means it's a hike it's like a walking yeah. path with yeah like, it's like not made to run on yeah or ride a bike on or anything it's which is funny because uh we took the you know you guys out in the cross-country team mm-hmm. you know two years ago i'm yeah. like man this would suck the run and then like here we are yeah, running, running it full speed <laughs> yeah but you did actually. You went. You left that aid station, Long Point aid station, a good bit before I did. Um, I was trying, you know, trying to be smart, and you know, I was trying to eat as much as I could while I was at the aid station. And I remember the aid station guy, who I think knows Sydney somehow. You know, they Mike from, Williams. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I love Caleb. Dan's leaving you. I'm like, <laughs> I, I know, but I, I need to eat for like it's a long race, man. Like. There's a lot, a lot of racing left. So then yeah, I finally left. And, you know, I remember kind of like barely being able to see you on some of the switchbacks. But I'm like, well, he's pretty far. But yeah, um, I didn't. Speaking of aid stations, that was another thing going into that race. Oh, I didn't yeah. want to stop at any. I didn't want to stop for more than like a minute or two at each aid station. Unless yeah. I was like doing something specific. But yeah, we were speed, speeding through aid station because you lose so much time at an aid station. You really do, and like, you did a great job going through them. Because like every single aid station we went to, I try to stop and eat. You would just roll through, and then like I just the, take it and go. Yeah, I had my bottles, my boys ready with the bottles. We just take them, and we out of there. Yeah, that was very efficient. Um, probably, I guess the only time it wasn't was the turnaround point. Yes, and you know you get that was bad. I you had crushed me on that slight in, incline for two miles, and got me there. And so I knew going into that, that was going to suck. Plus I knew, which you probably, I mean, I knew getting to there, I wasn't going to have anyone to leave with. Cause I, if that, after you had got me, I was like, well, I'm not going to be running with Caleb anymore. I'm going to have to catch up to Caleb now. So, uh, okay. Going into the race, I made my plan. And my plan was to push hard to get to the aid station, the turnaround station and out of it as fast as possible. Partly because I think I figured you would blast past me going down the hill. So that I was trying to get some gap so we could go back and forth. But I also knew that Will wasn't supposed to pick you up until Fayette Station on like mile 63 or whatever. Yeah. And knowing that how hard I felt or how bad I felt last year at the Hawksness Connector Trail, I was like, maybe he'll feel just as bad. I, and, I didn't feel great. Well, I didn't feel bad, but going up that hill sucked. Yeah. yeah it didn't feel good. <laughs> Didn't feel good either because I had come down into Fade Station. This is the aid station before the Anstead turnaround. And that was like the first, that was really the first and only like issue I had where my calves were cramping up, mm-hmm. which I slammed a bunch of potatoes, potato chips because I think I just needed salt or something. So I yeah. ate a bunch of Lay's and that yeah. instantly remedied, remedied the, uh, the problem. But that was like my only like issue. I was coming down. Because that's a huge decline. It beats you up, man. It really does. It's technical on the trail, and then it goes to the road. <clears throat> it's just like road. Yeah. And then you go down Hard the road, road. Like steep down. And then you go right back up the other side. Yeah. And then onto a pretty technical slanty trail, which for my ankles was not. Running good. on a slant like that is not ideal. Yeah. Well, two things happened. Uh, Holly Ann's dad, Olin, was like, Dan's cramping up. I'm like, <laughs> thanks, Olin. Like, yeah, we're all cramping up. It's mile like, 48. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, I really, I, was, I really pushed hard going up Fayette Station Hill, going back to, to the Anstead. And uh, that's when I caught you right before that trail. 
and then we we stay together and talk to each other. I can tell in your voice, like you weren't feeling the greatest. No, and I wasn't either. But like, it, it made me feel a little yeah. bit better that you were feeling rough too. Yeah, and that's when I was like, all right, maybe my plan can work because I knew I, I really wanted to push hard at the bottom of that hill, going to the turnaround. You did as soon as you hit the gravel, you instantly pushed. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not running that fast up this. I mean, I'll, I only put twenty seconds on you. And because there's pictures that you're, I think at, you put more than that on me. It wasn't that much. It seemed like it was, but it, it wasn't that bad. Then you got to the aid station. You had a pretty quick turnaround. I did. I, I really didn't do much. I just changed my shirt. You hopped right in there. Mine was slower. Yeah. I was. Brandon helped you out. Brandon helped me a little bit. My my crew was not <laughs> yeah. experienced in the art of the bladder, so they had some trouble getting my bladder out. They didn't have some. You stuff kept ready. leaning over. And they're trying to pull it out, right? Well, so my brother's like six five, dude. He's like yeah. he's big enough to reach in there. With yeah, big gangly arms. He can get in there. But yeah, that was yeah. This turnaround was slow, and then I just left alone, and then started hawking, getting back into the uh, the grind. Then you were on the hunt, and, and I was on the hunt. I had no clue how close you were, but like the first couple of miles, I was like, he's gonna blow past us at any point. No. And it took a while. Well, yeah, because to be honest, like the like. The further I got away, like towards you or from you, I was like, you know what? Maybe he's feeling really bad. Maybe he's not going to come back. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, at Arrowhead, mile seventy-two, I'm feeling bad at that point. And of course, the aid station doesn't have anything that I want, and I had to use the restroom. And all of a sudden, you pop out of there. I'm like, son of a bitch, there he is. Yeah. And you, I knew you. You had a smirk on your face, and I was like, surprised to see you. And I was like, "Dag on it!" So like then after that, it took like three miles to convince myself. Well, I expected you to blow past me that whole time, nah. and I was feeling bad. I was trying to eat my honey singer wafer, which I, that's all I ate uh, at you know in the last ten miles. And I literally told Jr. my pacer, I'm like, "Dude, when Dan passes us, just keep me going because like I think I can still PR on this on to, like today's race." And he's like. I mean, you're running well, man. Yeah. Because I I didn't check my watch. I didn't know how fast, but I knew we were running faster. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we get to Canard. Like, finally, I felt a little bit better going to Canard. And then at that point, I was like, all right, it's a race. I'll I'll give it a fight at this point. But before then, I was like. Because we were kind of yo-yoing the whole time. Yeah. You you would be at an aid station. I'd show up and be like, what's up? And then you would leave. And then I'd leave. Yeah. And then, that's, I think it was like that up until up until Canard. It was, yeah. And then that last aid station, the one where you, it's like you came in whenever I was leaving. They said that it was yeah. dark though. Yeah, they're trying to get me to drink beer and, pe- and eat pizza. I'm like, no, I'm racing. Those guys gave me a flashlight. Did they? I think that's the what aid station is that? The one after Canard? Erskine. Ers- yeah. Erskine. Erskine. They they gave me a flashlight because yeah, my crew gave me the wrong light, <laughs> which was cool. I got it. <laughs> But yeah, so then even so, even to that point, like I mean, I didn't see you come in, but I could, I heard something, and as we were leaving, and uh, then we get up Arbuckle, which I ran hard up. Yeah, I was like, there's no way he could run up that that hard. And then sure enough, we're coming off the hill, and there you are yelling at me. Yeah, because I could see you guys in the switchbacks. So yeah, because I was the, screaming by that. In point. Rim the River, like you know, at mile like almost ninety, you do this like switch. Actually, they're probably past ninety. You you just switch back down to like the main road, uh, gravel road, and then you go into the Concho aid station, and there he was just yelling at me like, "Bo, wait, I'm coming for you!" Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, back on it." Plus, but, your crew can see you there. 
Exactly. Maybe yeah. not that same exact spot, but somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah. It's in front of Concho. Yep. Down over the bank, so they can like it's not a bank. I don't know what you would call it. I remember I told your mom because she was right there off the road. I was like, "Don't worry, he's right behind me." <laughs> and yeah. I said like just oh, like that. Teresa, I was like, she's, "He's right behind me," and you know, then you pick up Sydney, and you know, you're God in the last like seven miles of the race. And I don't even know if like it hit you because it didn't hit me at all. But how fast we were going? I yeah. So we'll talk on that finishing time. Um, so I get to the last aid station. At that point, first hundred miler, dude, quads not doing great. They're not doing the best. Everyone's like, "Oh, you can still catch him. You can still catch." I was like, "No, we're not going to try to catch anyone. We're not going to make any sudden <laughs> movements. Is what we're not going to do. Is what we're going to do. We're going we're to take it easy, and we're going to make it to the end running." ish and so which was perfect because i was like sydney doesn't really run trails and she definitely doesn't run trails at night so i was like not that i was worried about her because she's a really competent runner i was worried about her maybe pushing too fast and then i just like dying yeah so i was like let's just take our time i was like we're gonna get there so we that's what we did so we were running and walking some and running and walking some and running any any little incline i was like kind of walking up and we get to that road incline. Mm-hmm. There's like, That's so you probably have like what, three miles left? Yeah. Three or four miles left? Yeah. Because you pass the start line. Yeah, you pass the finish you line. You pass the finish line, and then you still have like four miles left. Yeah. Three or four miles left. So we pass the finish line. You go around through the park or through the ace thing, and then you go up this uh, asphalt hill to the six way or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. And we're going up that hill, and I was like, we're walking up this. You ran up it, I'm walked up it. We're novice. We walk up. Sydney had brought her phone. I call Rob, or Sydney calls Rob. So I'm talking to Robert on the phone, and I was like, "He's like, what's up, dude?" I was like, "Oh man, you're we're getting close. Like I think we're done. I was like, I think we're gonna get under. I was like, I think we're under 17 hours, dude. It's going good." He's like, "No way, man. That's fucking. That's crazy. Like you're gonna go under 17 hours." I was like, "I know. It's sweet." And we hang up the phone because the hill's not super long. Yeah. And he's like, "You gotta get. You gotta keep running." I was like, "Okay, sick." Because my watch was like dead almost. So when I, usually when I tilt it in the nighttime, it, it like light lights up. up. Yeah. But I was using my little flashlight to like shine it. So I couldn't really see it very well. And we're running for probably five or six minutes. And I was like super happy to be running with Sydney. That was just like the best, honestly. Seeing her at the station was nice, but finishing the race with her was even better. Yeah. And I'll, just I'll stop you there. How special is it? Cause like there's it was a, so good. There's a lot of emotions going on that late in the race. It was so good. And like, I, to be honest, like I have a, a romance with my pacer right now. You know, both yeah. Alex, both Alex Miner and Lucas, because like, yeah, dude. these guys are really they're you know devoting their time just to help you get through this. And like, it's so it's stinking special. And then you having your girlfriend do it like that makes it even more special. Yeah, cause she puts up with my running madness all the time well, I do you weird. put up with her running madness too. i put up with her running madness but she's a collegiate athlete you know she runs for us at marshall and you're just steeple chaser she's a miler you know messing around with 5k so dan helps her out a lot yeah but, she puts up with my stuff i run weird times <laughs> and i'm always doing running or doing something like that but she's always in the books or like running herself so that's it, it equals that but just to have her there was really great and then also to have her at all the aid stations she had worked all day and then put her run off all day which yeah. if that were me i probably would have ran already and then i would have ran again yeah she put her run up all day and ran with me the last bit 
And it was super great. We, I just, yeah, it was super great. Mostly, it was really good. Like when I was saying, I had to look at my watch with my thing, with mm-hmm. my flashlight, and I was like, Sydney, I can't believe we're going to be under 17 hours. Cause I was thinking maybe at best we'll be like 17 hours. Yeah. It was like the best. I was like, there's no way we're PR. I was like, there's no way Caleb's going to PR by more, more than an hour. Like I was thinking maybe 18 hours, like 17 hours, like on a great day. And yeah, she's like, no, I think we're going to be under 16 hours. And I was like, what? Are you serious? And she's like, yeah, we're 15, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, we got to stop walking so much. Yeah. So we started running some more, ended up finishing and it was just great. It was really, really good. Yeah, man. And then, so you come into that long deep, oh, actually you pop it's out of the woods. It's a decline. Yeah, you pop out of the woods and it's a straight downhill and asphalt. Asphalt. And it hurts really bad, but like, you know, like I'm almost done. Yeah. So you kind of forget about how bad it hurts but it, it beat yeah. you up pretty bad yeah we were cla- super cliche just holding hands running down it was magical it was great nice so you finally cross that finish line you see the time you know it's sub 16 hours 15 what 50 57 it wasn't fit no it wasn't that much was it 51 or two? yeah 51 yeah and you're like oh shoot that's that's legit. That's a that's a fast time. That is fast. Cause like I, I mean I didn't even th- I didn't even calculate anything until really like when I saw the, the the clock. Like I was like, oh wow, that's that's a lot faster than I ran last year. And yeah, yeah I can imagine crazy. what you were thinking too. So we yeah. took like three hours off of your time. Yeah, it's a good bit. It's a good bit. Now different conditions and all that. Um, you know, being cooler definitely helped and all, but. I think just the aspect of it was, it was a race. Like, we were running against each other the whole mm-hmm. time. Running with and running against each other. Because, um, like, the year before, kind of just went out. You we were with Holly Ann for a good bit, and then we just, yeah, I, I took off. So, what did you learn about yourself in that 100-mile race? You know, was it you learned more about how far into the well you could go or – you know, does it give you confidence like going forward like hey like i can run a whole lot faster now because i was able to do that it definitely puts running faster for these ultras and into more perspective at least in more grasp because yeah i didn't that never thought i could run that fast and it didn't feel like i ran it didn't feel like i thought it should feel like to run that fast so that's always good and i definitely realized that I could do a lot. I can do a lot. I can go a lot further because I really want to do well. That last man, that backyard is kind of mm-hmm. like my main thing. So, like, I, I know I can go a lot further. Yeah. And I think I can go a lot faster too, which is good. But yeah, yeah. also, my mind is probably my strongest suit, I yeah. would say, because that wasn't even like n- at no point during that race was I ever like down on myself at all. Good. Yeah. Really. You just kept it even keel the whole time. Yeah. No highs, no lows. Just that's good. I mean, that's the way ultra running should be. I mean, I'm an emotional guy, so like I have the highs, I have the lows, and kind of hope for the best in that mm. regard. But if you want to be good at it, <clears throat> you kind of have to just ride that middle line as much as you can. Um, <clears throat> so you, you mentioned the backyard, and you, you know, obviously you have Black Canyon coming up, and I'm not going to ask you which one you you want to do the well at the most, but like. What what do you think? Like, do you have more endurance or do you have more speed? Because I mean, for me, I don't know how far you can go. You're a tough guy. You're uh, 
mental game is super strong. But I'm like, this kid broke 15 minutes in the 5K. You know, he, he never acted like you were fast, but you, you were a fast college runner. So you have the tools to run a fast 100K, 50 mile, whatever. You know, I'm excited to see what you can do in that. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for both. I guess more, I'm more excited for the backyard, to be honest. Okay. I'm also really excited for Black Canyon because one thing, my, because the training for Black Canyon has been pretty short. Mm-hmm. Specific, I mean, obviously I train all the time, but it, with Black Canyon in mind, because I do a lot of like, thinking i'll think about the race i'm gonna run when i'm running yeah i don't know if you call that meditating i don't think about it all the time but a lot of the time it's all i think about yeah and so i've been thinking about black canyon and i'm like thinking to myself the one thing i think about the most is there's a lot of really good runners here Mm -hmm. but then again you can only run my big thing that i've been saying to myself is you can only run so fast for so long you can only run so fast for 60 miles yeah so it's not it's not like some unreachable thing. And it's not like they're running. It's not like these people that are pros are running that fast, really, which not to say I'm going to go out there and beat them, but it's not unbelievable to, to be able to run no, 60 no, miles no. at that pace. Well, because you've already done it. In our 100 miler, we came through the 100K around 911 to 913. Because yeah. I made that strong. And that's a worse course. Yeah. Way, this is a net downhill. It's in the desert. It's yeah. fake trails. It's like gravel trails and there's no trees. It's no exactly. nothing hitting in the face except cactus. Yeah. Watch out for the cactus. That's for sure. But yeah, that's exactly right. We've run a hundred K within a hundred mile race pretty darn fast. And yeah, it was cool and everything, but like, you know, who knows what you can do. And like, whenever you're running up against some of the best guys in the country, and it's just a hundred k. You're running with a good with a good field, uh, net downhill, uh, yeah. gravel trail. I'm we're going hammer down the whole time. I luckily got on the first wave. Yeah, with the Render River performance, so I get to start with all the fast guys. Hopefully, I get to get up near them. So I think just hang on and let her let her eat. Let her eat, man. Yeah, and like, there's no pressure. Like I hate to say it, but like, no one's ranking you in the top ten. No, or anything like that. The but only- the only pressure for this race is like internal. It costs a lot to go to. Oh well, yeah, yeah. The entry looks. Luckily, my brother hooked me up with the entry because it's mm-hmm. it's not cheap no. to do this race. Which if the entry is expensive, I have to fly there. I have to stay somewhere. Yeah. I have to drive around, and then I have to fly back, and then it's like you're looking at like almost a thousand dollars. Not. It's like. 800 bucks to do this race total. It's like, it's not like I make that much money to be able to do that, but yeah. it is a good race to go to. And I think I'm not, I'm not a waste of money because it's a Western race, but it's not an elevation yeah. really. So I think it's a good one to go to. I mean, it's a great one to go to. I mean, it's a Western, it's a Western States golden ticket race. So it all automatically brings in a lot of people trying to get that. But I, I think it's going to be fun. I mean, you have, like you said, there, there's no, external pressure for you to do it's well like performance pressure. you know it's just going out and you know taking some skulls you're probably going to go out there and beat some people you're not supposed to beat oh and we're going to beat a lot of people we're not supposed to beat yeah you know people who may be sponsored or you know on those elite teams and you know that's something that i like to do as well like yeah the 20 miler you know beating some rad rabbit guys like screw it makes you feel good yeah that was bogus those guys were supposed to be good that was trash yeah. I don't know who that guy is. Well, I do. But 
We're not going to mention names, but he, he did run a 100-miler not that long. Well, a couple months before, but, yeah, still. You know, but that's part of it. Like, having that underdog mentality and be like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go out here and want to run my race, beat up some people that I'm not supposed to beat. It's going to yeah. be fun. And that's kind of what I expect from you, just to go out and have fun. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. And then, you know, after that, you're going to be turned around and a you're going to be going to the, you know, Ohio backyard, which is one of the probably more competitive backyards that I've seen, you know, with, uh, hey, you know, world record boy was there exactly. last year. <laughs> yeah. Man, exactly. not a boy. Harvey he, Lewis he, is a man. Harvey Lewis is a straight man. Like, he's a god of young men. Yes. So, I mean, I'll, is he coming back? No. I say he doesn't have to. He wouldn't but, run with us peasants. No. But the, the winner prior to, you know, the year before was Tanner Lee, I think, from uh, Huntington, West Virginia. Or he, he was in Ashland, but he went to Marshall University. And, young guy. Young so, old. yeah. It, it's definitely got one. It's a backyard that has a lot of tradition with it as well. So, Dan, tell me. So, we had a great experience at Rim to River. You break 16 hours in a 100-mile, you know. Does that lead you to sign up for a, a bigger race, like a West uh, Western race, like uh, maybe a golden ticket race, like the one you were doing? Or was it just like spur of the moment you want to do it? Yeah, I had never – I maybe have heard of Black Canyon, but I had never really heard of Black Canyon. I didn't know what that race was. Um, came out of Rim to River, great time, I guess. Sub-16 hours and 100 milers, good. Something I never thought I was going to get to. The first time I did it, especially on that course. And then a fellow friend of mine, Ryan Ramsby, uh, run wild 20 miler guy. He's like, dude, you should run this race. It, it kind of falls into your like strong suits and where it's where I'm fresh out of school, still doing some speed workouts, haven't completely switched to the ultra, ultra, ultra run <laughs> the trail maybe. stuff. Yeah. I haven't really become accustomed to the ultra shuffle. I still run. And he's like, dude, this race is like, it's a net downhill. It's like easy terrain. Like mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of fast people there. Yeah. Out of excitement, I signed, I got on the wait list. I didn't sign up for it. I got on the wait list. And I was like, well, if I get in, it was meant to be. Yeah. And if I don't, and it's okay because I don't, wasn't planning on doing it anyway. I had signed up for the backyard. Yeah. So like that was my like main. Maybe I hadn't signed up for that yet. Maybe that was just. I had to. Maybe I had signed up for that already. I think you had. I didn't. Yeah. We talked about it. But. So. Yeah, I didn't even have that race on my radar. I was just gonna train for the backyard, and. I got in, got the email, and they were like, "You're in." And I was like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna do it." And like I said earlier, my brother was like super onto it into it he's like yeah dude, you need to like do this and so he hooked me up with the entry fee god bless his soul <laughs> and uh yeah so that's how that went which awesome. the training for that really hasn't been anything super specific i guess i've done some more speed work which luckily i get to come to some of your practices with the kids and run with the marshall yeah. class, and that's good because they're they're fast young spry individuals and i get to run with them yeah for some workouts for people who don't know like dan is now a volunteer coach at marshall university so him and holly ann and me you know we all you know kind of work for the distance team now um but you know you come off from the river you, you're kind of on a high like i know i was as well oh, yeah. so you know you sign up for i signed up for bandera even though i wasn't exactly uh ready for you know 
to go into the next race, but you didn't have to take any time off, which is really impressive, you know, because a hundred right. miles takes a toll no matter what you do, but you were able to keep running and not be injured, which is good. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some slight like nags and nags here and there, but yeah. like for the most part, you're, you're going into it pretty healthy and that's, that's a success in itself. So what are your expectations for Black Canyon? You don't have to get time goals or anything like that. Yeah, I don't really know time goals, but like you said, coming off of Rim River, I have a run street growing, so I was like, I'm definitely going to run the next day. End up running, got two miles in. I think I got the next day after Rim River. I think I got like 40 miles that week. Yeah, you did like five miles. And in the, next week, the next week, I was like already back in like 80 miles a week. I would ran, maybe not 80, but... For my 25th birthday, which yeah. is the 22nd, November 22nd, I ran 25 miles, like 645 pace around the campus loop, which is like 1.2 miles. Mm-hmm. So I ran like a 25 miler on a flat, it was flat, but pretty quick after, it was only less than two weeks after, less than two weeks after 100, the 100 miler, which was great. I had felt super good after the 100 miler, but yeah, going into expectations for black canyon waiting on the wait list we're not waiting on the wait list but waiting for the start wave assignment has been the most stressful part so far because yeah. there's three waves the first wave second third the first wave has the elite runners mm-hmm. the faster people and it starts at seven o'clock and they were behind schedule it was supposed to be done monday today is wednesday it's supposed to be done monday i guess someone on their staff on the race coordinating staff or whatever, like got sick or had some type of family issues, what they said in the email and like they couldn't get the start waves completed. Cause you had to, I sent like an, a, a request form to be in the first wave. Yeah. Um, and so it was postponed, it was postponed. I sent them an email, which I sent them four start wave request forms, three emails on all of which unresponding. I was, all I wanted was a response. Yeah. And then on Monday, I sent them an email. I sent someone else an email, and she was like, oh, they're going to be done today. Nice. And then I got the other email, and I was like, they're not going to be done today. Well, I saw it in the Facebook comments for the running page. I don't know how you say app or Viper or app. However they're running, yeah. I can't say it. It's some, like, Indian thing I can't pronounce. But we wait all day. I keep refreshing my email, refreshing my email, refreshing my email, like, a million times. Yeah. All of Monday. No, no start weight assignments. Then Tuesday rolls around at work. I was checking it all night. Like I, cause I wake up a lot. I don't sleep a whole lot. So I was, I wake up like four or five times a night, maybe not five, but at least three or four. And I was checking my email at like three, three o'clock, like two thirty, four o'clock in the morning. No things. Then Tuesday day rolls around. Mm-hmm. Finally, like in the middle of the day, it, they post it to their Facebook and I get on there, check my start wave. And I was going to put in Dan Green because you can search by name or by, yeah. by bib or by like whatever. And I was like too nervous to just search my name and have it pop up and just be like a two. I was like, I can't do that. Yeah. So I just scrolled through all. The, oh, no. I, I was like, worse. well, I didn't, I didn't want to instantly feel shitty. I wanted to like slowly feel bad yeah, over exactly. time. So I was like. Let it sink in. Yeah. I like bit. started to type my name in Dan. Yeah. Green. Cause that's There's what my probably ultra, a couple of Dan's in there. Yeah. yeah. And that's what my ultra sign up is. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I was like, I've got to scroll to find it because I'm freaked out. So I was like scrolling through this start list and there's my name under Susan. Her name is Susan 
last name O H O H yeah. Susan O. Me and her, man, we're on freaking first start. First wave, yeah. First wave. So that's exciting. At least, mm-hmm. I mean, I figured you'd be in first wave because I had no idea. You know, for Bandera, I I did a similar thing, and I just like emailed the race director. I'm like, hey, man, like you do what you want, but like. I'm pretty excited that I ran 15.36 for the 100 mile. I think I have a decent little shot to be competitive. So if you can give me the first wave, it'd be great. If not, it's fine. Whatever. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. So I figured you'd be in the same boat. No, mine was not but, nearly as easily. Yeah, they were here. being a little secretive. It's a little you. bit better when you get first versus second. You get a little more perks there. Plus, you had like you like knew some people down there. Well, yeah. Or you had like some weird running group connection to, to down uh, there. Yeah, the, the Trust Collective were going to, they, like, I was going to go run with them. Um, you know, Ellie Pell, who actually ended up making it, Riley Brady, David Hedges, and a few others. Like, but I don't know if they had any influence on the on the race at all, but maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, but, I mean, uh, you, you're a good runner enough to get it anyway, but yeah, expectations since I'm in the first wave. Go out with the with the boys. Go out with the leaders. Just go out, boys and girls. There'll be some women out there. There's gonna be some good women out there. Yeah, I might get chicked. Um. So, what are you thinking about the course and the weather? Because weather seems to be the biggest factor in this race. The weather is a huge difference. I wouldn't say it's a problem. I just say it's a difference to here because it's like thirty degrees here. Yeah. A lot of the times. I would say on average, like today it was pretty warm, but I didn't run during the day. I mean, the past month and a half, it's been either below freezing or right above freezing yeah it's been cold so and now you're going to at the high of 80 i think yeah it's like 77 or 80 i'm sure the real field will be more but it's dry yeah the morning will be cold it'll be like 30 degrees or so and then it's pretty dry but it'll get up to like 77 to 80 degrees and it's direct sunlight because it's the desert so that'll be a big thing definitely hydration is the number one priority hydration tailwind i'm a big tailwind drinker oh and one thing too like you did a really good job of hydration and river river i did I and did a lot all, of water yeah so and although that was a colder race it's still 100 miler so yeah. it's gonna be about the same i think you know, yeah as long as you're really on top of that i think it's that's gonna be okay yeah hydration the course i think i think it's like 30 miles of like a lot of downhill and yeah. then you get like a couple climbs which the climbs I mean, there's obviously elevation gain within the first bit, but it's a net a lot of downhill, and then the latter half of the course is really what's the, what's kind of yeah. stacked with the climbing. But they're not huge climbs; they're four or five hundred feet climbs. Okay. They're not like I think is what I I didn't look that up. I just looked at the elevation yeah. profile and like used the little key. Yeah, and I was like, well, it looks like it's not even a thousand yet. So okay, well, I mean, five hundred is a big that's a big hill. But you know, it's doable. Canard Hill is about eight hundred. Yeah, so it's nothing like like the river. Um, and you know, Kmore Miners Trail is about eight hundred, but it's only a quarter mile long. So like, it's a lot of speed hiking. Yeah, unless you're you and then you run up it. But uh, we were together that whole time. I wouldn't say. I don't think so. I mean, you were ahead of me a little bit, but not Mm -hmm. much. But uh, so. You know, what lessons do you think you took from, like, Rim to River or any, any race that you've run prior? How is that, like, that experience going to help you in Black Canyon? You know, besides the fact that you've run longer, you've run faster, like, what do you think is going to help? Uh, probably the Run Wild 20-miler and yeah. Canal, in Canal Trace. The 100-miler, yes, but those two races, because it's going to be like that. It's going to mm-hmm. be 
where you can run really fast. Everyone's going to run really fast. Yeah. And where it's climbs, you're going to have to just grid it out. So I think knowing that you can run fast and settle back in is going to be crucial. And then knowing you can go the distance too. So like Rim the River is going to be good because I know I can go the distance. Yeah, that's not an issue. And I know I can go the speed and I can fluctuate the speed. So that's good. But yeah, there's, there's I think Run Wild 20 Miler and then the Rim mm. the River, probably the best. Which I haven't really ran that many races, so yeah. luckily it was those ones. I'm I'm at least using those as why I'm how I'm doing it the way I'm going to do it, I guess. But yeah, well, and we we've talked about it before on runs and stuff, but like so this type of race, you know, people are going for those top three spots. You know, there's top three now rather than top two. Yep. Um, golden tickets. There's a lot of people. That's the only thing that they're going for. That's the only reason why they signed up is a golden ticket. And they're going to not, I mean, everybody in the whole race isn't going to feel good at some point. Like that's part of ultra running. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people will hang their, you know, coat up after the first 50 K cause they're off pace and they may not be in that elite pack or whatever. Especially so, where it's like a huge downhill. Yeah. Like if you look the elevation profile up at this race, it's almost conical. Yeah. Like the first 30 miles is, or 40 miles is like, it looks like you're going, it's like a, a huge slope yeah so people are going to blow their quads up they're going to blow their hip flexors up mm-hmm. they're going to be going way too fast around things they're not going to run right because they're letting her loose way too early yeah they're going to get to the climbs or they're going to get to the bottom of these things and it's going to feel horrible yeah. I, would, I would imagine so i mean the only thing i can tell you is just like if you just keep do what you did at river, river keep an even keel never have really big highs big lows you're going to be a lot of people because they're going to go through those lows and they might either DNF or they might just coaster in because yeah. they're, they're going to lose hope on their goal that they had. And your goal is just to have fun, beat some people and, you know, just see what happens. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. Um, now you say, okay, is it a two loop course or is it a one loop course? It's a one way. Okay. One way. It's okay. out. It's out. And it's a one direction. That's awesome. They have shuttles this. and stuff, but luckily I have my brother out there. He'll drop yeah. me off. Perfect. So that's awesome in itself mm-hmm. right there. Because, you know, two loopers, you know, that, I think that can kind of wear on you too because you, you know what to expect, which is good, but also you know what to expect. So, like, it, you might hold yourself back at certain points and all that. This one, you're just going to... It's going to go by quick. Yeah. Like, Room to River, you knew you were, like, going down something. You're like, oh, my God. I got like, go in three back. hours, I'm going to be coming back up this thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I remember thinking that, like, in the very beginning, like, hey, next time I, I'm coming through here, I'll be finishing. Like, that's cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, one ways are, or point to points are real fun. Like, Boston, you know, Boston's kind of in a similar aspect where you go straight downhill and you go uphill for the last mm-hmm. little bit. Um, yeah, so that'd be fun. Now, kind of leaving towards Black Canyon because, you know, you're leaving tomorrow and then you're going to run that this weekend. You've talked about the backyard. What else you got on your mind? And, you know, obviously you're signed up for Rim River 2022. I am. But I what else to. is coming up, you know, up on the schedule? Uh, other than the backyard, I have signed up for the Yamacraw 50K. 50K. Me and Alex one. are going to do that. Alex Miner, training partner, housemate, co-worker. Yeah. That's a lot of things. Um, then we signed up for... The uh, Hurricane Hundred K, the uh, new Meeks, the Meeks the Mountain first Trail in West Virginia. Is it? It is first Hundred yeah. K in West Virginia. Meeks Mountain Trails. The mountain bikers done well. They're really at, at 
I'm trying to think here. Really adamant at their trail building. They, they are. are. Yeah. They're persistent. They're out there three or four times a week. Yep. Building these things. They built 20 some miles of trails in less than two years. Yeah. I, know. I think, it, I think it maybe, maybe a little more than that, but their like, goal was 26, but I don't think they have a stopping point. At this point. I think they're going to keep going and they're nice. Yeah. But they're doing a hundred, hundred K out there and it's a lot of prize money. So we're going to do it. And then also I signed up for room to river and there's something else too that I can't remember. I might have to look at my ultra sign up. You see. might have to, I mean, I can pull it up right here, I'll, but I'll, I'll pull up. Okay. Um, well, well, I have a couple of things. Well, I mean, there's there's a couple of races you just mentioned. I mean, you got 100K coming up in, was it September? Um, and then obviously from the river, you know. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Bob Luther, you who you know as well, mm-hmm. he asked if there was any meat on the bones for Rim the River, meaning... Time to, to, to go faster on? Yeah, can we a cut any time? I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of time. Because, like, I mean, we've talked about it before, but we weren't checking our watches the whole time. We were just running. The longer you run these things, I mean, we can definitely go sub-15. That's not that's not even a question. Yeah. The, the thing is, though, like, it, for people listening, River River is a hard course. I mean, it only has from ten to 13,000 elevation gain, but – the the elevation gain it has is very tough and weather has been decent the past two years so if there's ever a bad year where it's like cold rain or snow or whatever because it's in november that's going to negatively affect it but one thing good thing about west virginia in november it's i mean for the past two years it's been kind of nice and it very well could be nice again so if we have some good weather and we got some new runners coming up. You know, we got the uh, Hellbender 100 miler winner coming in. You know, obviously me and you. Like, we're going to make this thing pretty fast if we can. Um, and I fully expect to have a good, you know, duel between us two. And if anybody wants to join, they're more yeah. than welcome. I mean, I, yeah, um, there's definitely some room. I think so as well. You know, I think sub 15 is not out of, like, out of. I mean, I've only been training for these things for a year. Yeah. So, and I think we're both amping up, like, because you were doing, I think the hardest I'd ever seen you train for a specific thing was probably for marathons. Mm-hmm. I mean, you train hard for the ultras too, but like. It's different. It's, it's different. different. Yeah. So I think you're training, you're probably going to train, the more you train, the better you train, because you got more stuff to do than I do. I just go to work, which is at the running store. Right. Well, I mean, I it's, it's all relative. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, there's a lot more training we can do. Plus, the more years you train, yeah, the Experience. more the better you're gonna get. Like, I think, unless you like do something horrible to yourself and get yeah. injured badly, but experience means the most, and that's why I'm really excited for you, like next year, because obviously I was able to cut down a lot of time from year one to year two. A lot of that was just experience from running not only 100 miles but the same course, and. Mm-hmm. uh you know, just being familiar with everything and you know, knowing what it feels like to go that far, that's gonna be huge. And the fact that you're running hundred K, you know, this weekend, you know, running another hundred K in, in September, all that is gonna help you towards, you know, yeah, I didn't have miles. I didn't have that many long runs. No, the year leading up to 
you know, to that. And that's something I learned from the first year going into this year. You know, me and Holly Ann, we tricked ourselves into doing long runs by doing races like, you know, Grayson Highlands 50 miler, doing Canal Trace 50K. Like hard. They're hard races, but they're long runs essentially. Yeah. And, you know, even leading up to the Rim to River, we went to the Greenbrier River Trail Marathon for a 32 mile run. I mean, we ended up. IPR in the marathon. I about to say APR. Yeah, it, you know, it, obviously they got. Well, I wasn't even sure if I was going to race it because we had the Louisville track cross country meet that weekend. I was going to just pace Holly in, but then my mom was like, "You know what? Don't pace Holly in. You run for yourself." I'm like, you're my mom, you're like, I <laughs> you're got right, you. dude. Yeah, you know, she's going to be disappointed in me if I don't. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I didn't make that decision until like five minutes before the race start. Mm-hmm. So, like, and just finding ways to get those miles in, and obviously you're able to get miles in even if it wasn't through long runs yeah i'm a big du- I doubler yeah I, I love doubles too i think i'm that's a double guy key. and we've talked about it before where you know like arthur lydiard who created the long run he essentially did it because in the stage where you're trying to peak for races you're not doing as much long you know you're not doing as much doubles nor longer normal runs yep. so just adding an extra you know 10 miles to your last run of the week that's how he got through it so you know training philosophy there that kind of helps you understand why we do long runs and you know we don't do the back-to-back long runs or as much as some people do yeah some people they do that which i think that's just a lack of weekly mileage yeah we're lucky enough and motivated enough we run we don't have to make up mileage at the end of the week typically not typically i mean unless we're, unless we're specifically doing yeah two long runs and at that kill at that point we're doing 100 plus miles in that yeah. week. And I think you get <clears throat> just as much out of doing like a workout in a long run. Oh, yeah. You know, because you're running, it, the whole purpose of it is run, like learning how to run fatigued while you're fatigued. Because essentially when you're doing a 100 mile or anything like that, you're that's what you're doing. Um, so the back to back long run is a great idea, but you can definitely circumvent that through other means. Yeah, dude, time of the legs. And the fact that you you lift as well. So you're obviously already doing that in lifting. So yep. your legs are never fresh. Yeah, that's no. That's no. a good place to be. So um and like now, I mean, you've been running with our team for a while now. Uh you know, being able to hop in workouts it is, there. It's fun to jump in on the workouts, the speed workouts. I, I swore up and down when I got out of running it. Marshall, I was never going to do any speed workouts ever again. Yeah. And I made it for about a year. And I was like, dude, this is, that looks pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And fun. it's not that bad. When you run as much, when you start running a lot and you have some speed and you've done some workouts, it's not that awful to jump in with them because, yeah, they're not running maximum. Like, I might be running maximum speed. It doesn't feel that bad anymore. It doesn't yeah. feel as bad to run as fast now because I have the endurance or whatever. But you catch them on, like, their second workout of the week, and it's like you can run with the boys. Uh, you So to give some perspective, we ran a workout last week. It was a Tuesday workout, so first workout of the week. <laughs> and we were doing a fartlek on an indoor track. So obviously, you know – Lapping people is a little bit easier than normal, but uh, Dan lapped everybody but our top like two or three runners, and he was very darn close to lapping them. And that's when you know you're fit, because I did the same thing or a similar thing back before Rim the River, where I did a workout with the guys, 
out at Crown City on this dirt road, and I destroyed everybody. Yeah. I'm, like, feeling kind of bad. Like, dude, my team, like, they should be better. <laughs> but, like, hey, at least I'm fit. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I saw that. I was like, dang, Dan's ready. He is ready to roll. And now I'm like, dang on it, guys. Like, couldn't just go with him? Like, come on. I did what you wanted to. You were like, I yeah. want you to run, like, I want you guys to run, like, 60 or, like, yeah. 60 to 60-some seconds Per three, because we have three hundred meter. Per three hundred, yeah. Three hundred meter indoors. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. It's five twenty based. It's nothing crazy. And so that's what I did. Yeah. Because I would get to you guys in a little bit past, which I think I may have gone. I have slowed down for a little bit, but then I got maybe a little faster towards the end on yeah. those ons. But yeah, it wasn't bad at all. It was super easy. Yeah. All right. Well, not to change the subject too dramatically, but like I really want to touch on this last little bit before we end it. All right, so we, we have a good little running community going on in Huntington. And Huntington, you know, has never been known for its running. You know, it's been known for a lot of other worse things, not running. So, but we now we have this, you know, group here. We have Alex Meyer, we have Dan Green, Holly and Swan, you know, me, uh, you know, people. Robert Smith, Robert Smith was probably with the originals. Chris Simmons. Yeah, Chris Simmons, you know. We have guys who have won 50K races and above you know, in our town, you know, so what do you mean, what does your performances, you know, with Run River and all the other races, you know, Black Canyon do to help boost, you know, maybe more people to come out for ultra races? Uh, I don't know. I talk to a lot of people about running a lot of the time because that's what I do every day from 10 to 6. Yeah. Catch me at Robert's Running Shop. Yeah. Shop local. Uh, so I talk to a lot of people about running and a lot of people are getting into trail running and a lot of people want to do ultras. It doesn't matter how fast they want to do it, but a lot of people want to do it. And, you know, when someone finds out, it's kind of like the question you try to avoid as someone that runs a lot because it puts you in a really awkward spot. When someone finds out how much you run and yeah. what kind of races you do and how fast you've done them, it's like this weird, like kind of awkward, like they're excited about it. They ask you a lot of questions, but it's kind of awkward for you because it's something you don't really want to talk about for some reason. <laughs> so I don't really want to talk about it to other people, but you don't want to scare them off. No, like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, yeah, you know, like you're getting to get shoes today, but you're never going to run that good. Like I run these ultras all the time. It's yeah. like you don't want to get that. It's weird. So you know, people find out about that, but it gets excites them, gets them hyped up, yeah. and we have a, sh a large community of runners that run together sometimes, which I kind of, me, I kind of bridge the gap between both. Cause I run with both. Like I would just kind of like, you don't really run with Chris Simmons. No, no. I run with Chris Simmons. You don't really run with Rob. I run with Rob. Yeah. So like, I get to see like both sides of it. Cause you're like, you're with like the school and like the yeah, guys yeah. running on the team and the girls running on the team. And like, I'm with like Rob and like the other people. And then like, I get to go, I get to see both sides, which is really nice. And yeah, I think it's just exciting. It's especially exciting for like the older generation, not older generation, but like we're running a little faster than maybe Rob has ran or yeah. Ryan Ramsey has ran or Chris has ran. And I think it hypes them up too. Yeah. Cause they're the ones that started. This they're thing. the ones that really yeah. like started and did it. Like just like we said earlier, like what got you into ultra running? I was lucky enough to be in a community of people that all do it. Yeah. And it makes it so possible. It makes it so much more like possible, so much more like 
you can think about it because you're like, you know what, like they did it, like I can do it. Yeah. Like they set the standard. You know, yeah. Chris Simmons set the you know the bar pretty high. They cut all trace and you know didn't get broken till this past year. This past year, it's like and, it just gets you going. You know, I hate to say it, but starting at six a.m. definitely helped because it's cooler. So. And obviously Rob doing what he's done, you know, and he's he's one of the legends of West Virginia running, not only Huntington, but West yeah. Virginia in total. So, you know, these older guys definitely love seeing the younger guys doing well and, you know, going after, you know, Black Canyon and Bandera and some of the other bigger races. But, like, you know, one of my goals, you know, through running and trail running and all that is to excite, you know, guys like you, Alex Miner, people like that. Cause, yeah, because it's weird, too, because – where Alex and I moved here for school and then now we've stayed because we work here. It's kind of different because, like, I don't know of any other younger runners right now in the area, which it, all things are, like, cyclical and coming waves. So, mm -hmm. like, there will be a time when there will be guys on your team that will stay here yeah, longer than just four years and leave. Mm -hmm. That will happen again. I don't see that happening now with the group you have because they all are kind of, like, yeah, different, different life trajectories, like, different things they want to do. And like different running goals, different they're coming from different houses, like different places. Yeah. Not the same, which that'll happen again, but you know, maybe we'll be if I'm still here, or you're you'll still maybe you're still here. It's like you'll be the old guy that's like old man running and they'll yeah. be like, you know what, if Caleb can do it, I can do it. Exactly. So and that's what that's it. what we want. And know? then you'll get a group, another fresh group of ultra boys that are yeah. going for it and It'll just keep going. That's what we want. That's what we want. And you know, that's one thing that I've really got, got excited about with ultra running. Because like, there's not a whole lot of people who do ultras, you know, compared to marathons and five Ks and stuff. No. So if we can excite the community to get after, you know, go to Beach Fork or go to Barnes mm -hmm. Park, like that's what we want. We there's, want people to get out there. There's so many people hitting the trails. Yeah. They may not be doing ultras, but they're running trails. They're running on the road. Meeks is huge. Like mm -hmm. we were saying, they built all those trails so quick. That's been huge. People love going out yeah. there. We're getting a lot of people in getting shoes that are like, oh, yeah, we're going to start, you know, running, doing some trail running. And that, yep. it's awesome. It's awesome to see. Or just like regular running. They're just like, yeah, we're just been running. We lost like 60 pounds in the last year. It's like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome to see. Cause it's not, it doesn't matter, really matter how fast you go. I run with anyone. Like I'll run with you guys. I'll run with the guys on the team. I'll run with Chris old guys. I'll run with Chris. I'll run with freaking slow people, fast people. I just like talking to people, time on the legs, you know, you can't really yeah. beat it. All right, man. Well, we're about to uh, finish with this podcast. So Sweet. I want to thank everybody for listening. You know, this is Dan Green and we'll wish him good luck at the uh, Black Canyon 100K this weekend. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and, you know, click subscribe.